friends, and welcome back to Girl on Fire, the financial independence podcast for independent women. My name is Priya. I'm a chartered accountant, an analyst, and the creator of Paper Money Co. I'm also a fierce financial feminist and the host of this podcast. I believe that a woman who is in control of her money is in control of her life. This week, in honor of International Women's Day and Women's History Month, I really wanted to talk about issues that women face when it comes to our finances. We're going to be talking about the pay gap, the glass ceiling, the pink tax, the tax gap, the wealth gap, and longevity risk. We're going to talk about what all those problems are, and I'm going to try and share some ways that you can take back control. I do want to make one thing clear here, though. I believe in equality for all humans, no matter where you come from, how you identify, or what you look like. But this is an incredibly important topic, and I encourage you to share this episode with all the women in your life. I really hope to do this topic justice because this episode is the entire reason why Girl on Fire exists. If you've ever wondered why I spend my time and my own money making this show, this is why. But before we get started, I have a few announcements regarding some changes that are coming to Girl on Fire. As my longtime listeners know, I've been podcasting for a bit over a year and I was blogging for two years before that. I do have a full-time job, so I've been doing all Girl on Fire stuff in my own time. Each episode takes a huge amount of time to research, write, record, edit, and produce. And honestly, there just aren't enough hours in the day. There are other things all needing my time, and I also need time for myself and other things that I'm passionate about. Especially with a chronic heart condition, I deal with a lot of exhaustion, and something's got to give. And that's why Girl on Fire is switching to a fortnightly schedule instead of weekly. Episodes will still go live on Mondays, but they'll be every two weeks. So the next episode won't be next Monday, but on the Monday after the 21st of March. And because the show will be fortnightly, my email newsletter will be switching to fortnightly as well. Now for the biggest change. From the next episode, you're going to start hearing ads. It's something I've resisted for three years or so. I've never included any ads on any previous episode or on my website, but I've been running Girl on Fire out of pocket for three years. All revenue I make from the show gets funneled right back into making the show even better. I've never paid myself a cent for the work that I do here because it is work. It's like having a second full-time job that I work for free, and I'm not willing to do that anymore, to be honest. So there will be ads in this episodes, but there's also another interesting change coming. After a lot of experimentation, I've decided to relaunch the Girl on Fire Patreon. Patrons will get access to ad-free episodes. Think of it like ad-free absolution. And also bonus content through extended episodes along with a bunch of other benefits. I'll talk about it in more detail a bit later on, but you can check out the details at patreon.com forward slash girl on fire podcast. So that's all the housekeeping I wanted to share with you today. As always, Girl on Fire is about learning. So grab your favorite notebook or journal and get ready to take some notes or draw some diagrams. Write down your questions for me. You do you. Okay, let's dive in. First up is the gender pay gap, the fact that on average men make more money than women do. And there are a few ways that this happens. First, in some industries, especially male-dominated industries, but in some female-dominated industries too, men make more than their female counterparts. 
That means Bob and Gina are colleagues. They have the same job, which required the same amount of experience and education, and they are both as equally good at their jobs. But Bob earns more than Gina does because he's a man. For example, in Australia, women in 2020 to 2021 still earn only 77 cents for every dollar that a man makes. And that all adds up to women earning about $25,000 less per year than men do. Now, I'm not sure how true this is, but what I've been told is that companies plan for this. Sometimes they advertise a job with a salary range, for example, $60,000 to $70,000. And yes, sometimes it's because people with more experience will be paid more. But I've been told that it's also a way companies hide the fact that they pay women at the lower end of the range and they pay men at the higher end of the range. Like I said, not sure how true that is, but there it is. Now, another way that men earn more throughout their working lives is because women have to take time off to have a baby, and they may take more time off to raise a family until children can go to school. If there's an elderly relative that needs care, it's the woman who usually has to cut back on hours or leave work altogether to take care of them. Women still bear the brunt of caring and child raising and homekeeping, whether they work outside the home or not. And taking time out of work for caring responsibilities means you're earning less and sending less to your retirement. Now, this has a double penalty effect as well, because women who have to take time off work like that are then overlooked for opportunities and promotions which would allow them to earn more. I actually talked all about the gender pay gap in my second ever episode of this show. So listen to episode two if you want to hear more. I still sounded like a robot back then, so be nice. So what can you do about it? First up, when you're interviewing or speaking to recruiters about a new job, ask them outright. I don't think any company will say, yes, we pay our female workforce less because they're women. But you'll make it clear what you expect from an employer and you might be able to see body language that answers your question. Did your question throw them off? Do they look uncomfortable answering it? Also, if you feel comfortable doing so, have a discussion with your male colleagues, especially the ones that have a similar education and experience. How much do they make? Are you earning the same or not? When you're applying for a new job, negotiate your salary and don't be afraid to ask your boss for a raise or a promotion that you've earned. We talked all about asking for a raise in episode 12. Now, something that makes the gender pay gap worse is the glass ceiling. It does exist and anyone that denies it is either really ignorant really sheltered or an alien. If you're not familiar with what the glass ceiling is, imagine there is a ladder, like a corporate ladder. The higher up you go, the higher up your position is. Maybe from an entry-level position to a supervisor to a manager and up and up you go. The glass ceiling is an invisible barrier that stops you from climbing any higher. And it's a ceiling that applies to women. For men, the sky's the limit. For women, the glass ceiling is your limit. There's only so high we're allowed to climb. And pay attention to my words there. I'm not saying there's a limit to how high we're capable of climbing. That's BS. We're capable of so much more than people give us credit for. There's a limit to how high the establishment created for and by men will allow us to climb because they think we need their permission. And the evidence of this is the huge disparity in the number of female versus male executives and CEOs. 
This is why companies try to look like good companies by saying, oh, look, we have a woman on our board of directors. No way we're sexist. And this will apply to a lot, if not all, of the things we discussed today. But that ceiling, that limit, is even lower for women of color. So what can you do about it? This is a hard one to take control of because you can't change society's attitudes and systemic sexism overnight. But what you can do is be vocal about changing social attitudes. Call out companies or people that put that glass ceiling in your face. There are places like Glassdoor where people can rat out crappy companies. You can even review workplaces on Seek.com. Another thing you can do is be really critical about companies when you're looking for a new job or going for a promotion. If you're interviewing, ask them outright how they treat women and make a judgment on whether this is a place that values equality or not. Look up executive management and leadership. Is there an adequate representation of women? Do these women have kids? What kind of policies does this company have regarding maternity leave and flexibility for working mothers? What kind of policies do they have for diversity and inclusiveness and equality? And if you feel like you're hitting a glass ceiling where you are, start making plans to break out of it. You might not be able to shatter it where you are, but you can look for another job with a better company that doesn't judge its employees based on their body parts. And I know that this isn't always possible. Sometimes you need to take the jobs that you can get. But when you have a bit of control, you have to take it. Next up is the pink tax. So not only do women earn less than men, but we also pay more for a range of products than men do. Certain women's products like razors and underwear and deodorant are generally more expensive than the similar men's products. We're paying more for essentially the same product. That's what the pink tax is. So for example, a study in 2019 done by AMP in Australia found that women pay 29% more for razors. 16% more for body wash and 12% more for underwear every single time they shop. And this is just a study in Australia, but this is a story that's repeated all over the world. And this goes for all the financial inequalities we talk about today. They apply to the US, the UK, and all over the world as well. The absolute worst example of the pink tax is GST and VAT taxes on pads and tampons. Those types of taxes are supposed to apply to non-essential luxury goods, but somehow our periods aren't essential. Good luck repopulating the world without them. After a long fight, this tax has been removed for women's sanitary products in Australia, but it does still exist in a lot of other places around the world. So this is yet another example of the system catering to men and purposely disadvantaging women. But what can you do about it? You could try buying men's products for certain items, maybe not your undies or your deodorant. I don't want to smell like a man all day, but using a men's razor could be an option for you. They're actually often more gentle on your skin because they're designed for a face. And you end up with the same result that you would with a Venus razor. I've used a men's razor before. It's not pretty and pink, but it worked well for me. Another option you can try is to be intentional about where you're spending your money. There are more and more companies out there that are starting to cater specifically to women and they're created and run by women. A good example of this is Modibody, a company started by an Australian woman that created the world's first biodegradable period and incontinence undies. It's a product created by a woman to cater specifically to women and it's good for the environment too. 
The next inequality we're talking about is the one that was really highlighted during the pandemic, the she session. That's a bit of a tongue twister to me, so I'm probably going to screw it up a few times. It's a clumsy word to say, but it basically is a recession that disproportionately impacts women. And that's exactly what happened. Most of the people working in service industries and retail were women, and they were losing their jobs because of lockdowns. And for those women, that's lost income and lost retirement contributions. Not only that, but women were more likely to be out of work because they were forced to leave their jobs to homeschool their kids. If we're looking at the US, in the first two months of the pandemic, a lot of people lost their jobs, but there were a million more women who were out of work than men. Studies also show that both men and women are regaining the jobs that they lost. And for a while, there were more women being rehired than men as restaurants and retails and salons reopened. But overall, men are regaining their jobs a lot faster than women are, as much as three times as fast. And one of the reasons for that is the age-old discrimination against women who have kids or are of childbearing age. Employers don't want to hire a woman who they think will fall pregnant. There's a great article where I got those statistics from. I'll leave it linked in the show notes if you want to check it out. So what can you do about it? The sad thing is that there isn't really much you can do about this on your own. This is a systemic issue and the only way to fix it is to dismantle traditional gender roles and the sexism the world was built with. And that comes from raising awareness, making your voice heard and spreading the message. It's not something that any one of us can do for ourselves. It's something we all have to do together for each other. Now, I don't know if this is what it's actually called. I kind of just made up a name. But next up is the tax gap. This one is a really frustrating one because it's compounding the inequality of the gender pay gap but also because it's 100% created by the government. It's yet another symptom of an unequal world and unequal systems. So let me explain what the tax gap, as I call it, is. We already know that because of the gender pay gap, women earn less than men do. But when the government is handing out tax breaks, they usually focus those benefits on higher income earners. And as a result, not only are they disadvantaging lower income earners, they're also disproportionately disadvantaging women. This happens because all the other inequalities like the glass ceiling and the pay gap, they mean that the most high income earners are men. So they get the lion's share of tax cuts. Let me use some tax changes in Australia as an example. There are some income tax cuts that are planned for 2024-2025. And the studies show that because the tax cut is for high income earners, men will be receiving twice as much of a cut as women will. I'll leave a link to the article in the show notes if you want to check it out. And I recommend that you do, even if you don't live in Australia, because I want you to see the graphs. I want you to see the inequality in more than just words and numbers and percentages. So what can you do about it? Unfortunately, this is another one of those things that's mostly outside of your control. But what you can do is get political about it and make your voice heard. Take the time to really understand the positions of political parties when it comes to voting time. Get vocal about this when the federal budget is released and vote with your dollars. And actually, like, go and vote too. Make your voice heard. Next up, we have the wealth gap. Now, the worst thing about all the stuff we've already talked about in this episode 
is that it snowballs. And the cumulative impact of all these inequalities is that it creates a wealth gap, which means that women accumulate less wealth than men do. We spend the same number of decades working, but we end up with less in the retirement fund. Because the system is unequal at every turn, we earn less. Our earning potential is more limited. We pay more. We're more impacted by recessions. We benefit less from tax cuts. And all that adds up to a smaller retirement nest egg. So what can you do about it? Well, first up, try to take control in all the other areas we talked about today. Because the wealth gap is a result of all the other inequalities we covered, you can start to impact it by trying to earn more or avoid the pink tax, for example. But most importantly, the best way to take control of your finances and close the wealth gap is to start investing. The sooner you start, the better, because you want to give your money as much time as possible to grow. The bigger your nest egg is, the smaller that wealth gap becomes. If you haven't started investing in your retirement yet, don't panic. Just take control of the situation, start learning about investing today, and keep learning until you're ready to start investing. The last thing I want to talk about today is longevity risk. I've mentioned it on this show before, but longevity risk is a risk that you will outlive your retirement earnings. You'll run out of money before you die. And this is a risk that women face much more than men do for two reasons. One, on average, women generally live longer than men do. We have a longer life expectancy. And two, because of the wealth gap and the gender gap and the pink tax and all the inequalities we talked about today. And for me personally, this is terrifying. I'm only 30 and I can't live in the moment because I'm still planning for how I'm going to keep a roof over my head when I'm 80. I'm terrified that all my hard work will still lead to me being in poverty when I'm in my old age. And that's not me being paranoid. That's a real risk for a lot of women. We're at risk of ending up in poverty in our golden and sunset years. So what can you do about it? Again, focus on closing that wealth gap as much as you can by investing early, investing often and growing your nest egg. You don't need to become a billionaire. You just need enough to last you until the end of your life. And there are tools to help you figure out how to do that. That's why I created my fire calculator. It allows me to forecast how much money I'm going to need to last me for the rest of my life. And that's the goal that I invest for. But the other thing you can do, and I highly recommend this for all women, is to participate in your finances. And what I mean by that is this, there's something called a widow portfolio, which is a portfolio of income producing assets that used to provide an income for a woman after her husband passed away because her husband handled all the finances and retirement funds and she wasn't involved in their finances. And you hear stories of a woman who's just lost her husband and is now trying to make sense of their finances. Please do not let that happen to you. No matter how much you earn, you should be involved in the financial decisions of your home and your financial planning. Don't leave everything up to your partner. And that goes for everyone, regardless of gender. Take the time to learn and understand what's going on with your finances. Have a discussion and make your concerns and thoughts heard. The worst thing you can do is just give up and plan to rely on your kids or the measly government pension. I cannot stress this enough. The government will not help you. The fact that I have to make this episode at all is proof of that. It's 2022 and the world is still dominated by and catered to men. The sad truth is that in this world, women are born disadvantaged, even more so if you're a woman of color like me. 
The odds are stacked against us, but they can't stop us from fighting like hell until we get the equality we deserve. And that's all I have for you girls on fire today. My challenge for you this week is to start closing that wealth gap however you can. Also, I want you to share this episode with all the women in your life. Help them take control of their finances and take control of their lives too. Actually, go one better. Share this episode with any human who believes in equality for all humans. That's what I want you to do. I know I ask you to share every episode and I love it when you do, but this one is really important. On the next episode, which reminder is going to be two weeks from now, we're going back to some heavier investing topics and we're going to be talking about asset allocation and rebalancing your portfolio. It's going to be a really interesting episode, so you're definitely not going to want to miss it. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast at papermoneyco.com forward slash podcast review. It really helps me figure out whether you're enjoying this content and learning from it. Reviews help me improve my content so that the episodes get better and better. And they help other women out in the internet wilderness come and find us as well. It's also a great way to support this show. It's totally free and I love reading your reviews. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or found it interesting, then spread the love and share it with your friends. And remember, when you're in control of your money, you're in control of your life.